Hello, and welcome to PB and Jason issue number 109. I know it's a day late, and it's going to be a dollar short, as you may or may not know. I, I just, I've had a sinus thing, so uh, that prevented me from recording yesterday. My voice wasn't back to to 90%. Today, it's around 95, you know, it's, it's, it's doing alright. So I figure, okay, let's record PB and Jason, see how it goes. There's good news and bad news with that. The, the good news is that... It's PB and Jason. I mean, who doesn't want more PB and Jason, right? Yeah, right? Oh, don't answer that. Don't, don't answer. Anyway, the bad news is there's, there's not much stuff to talk about. We're kind of in that lull that's between Black Friday and Christmas time when it comes to, to video games. There's, there's not much going on, uh, aside from a game release here and there, but most, uh, publishers, most people who release video games try to, to aim to get them out before Thanksgiving, and that's why November is a huge game month. And then there's there's usually a, a, a thing or two lagging behind, but but not not, not all that much. So first I'm going to talk about the, the THQ Humble Bundle, because, you know, the, the Humble Bundles are, are typically known as Humble Indie Bundles, typically. However, in this case, it's uh, it's the Humble THQ Bundle. And THQ is definitely the opposite of Indie. As in, they're a major publisher that can put forth major money. But they're still offering this bundle. The, the charities are available. Child's Play Charity, American Red Cross. And, you know, really... Whatever's going on with these bundles, I, I I don't see an issue with any sort of whatever kind of bundles, uh, be they indie THQ or whatever. And and you know we'll we'll get more into that after I, I talk about the actual bundle itself. Uh, paying any price you want gets you Red Faction, Armageddon, which I've never played, but I think was it. E, uh, E3 2011. I think it's the last Red Faction game for a while. Get you Darksiders, which actually is a relevant title, considering Darksiders 2 just came out. Metro 2033, which, again, I know nothing about. Then Company of Heroes and Company of Heroes Opposing Fronts, which I also know nothing about. And a third Company of Heroes... Tales of Valor, you can tell I'm not a big THQ fan. And, uh, you know, I'm not criticizing THQ for this. I, I just don't like many of their games. Darksiders, I'm interested in. I'm not going to lie there. I'm probably going to get Darksiders 2 on the Wii U at some point without actually having played the first one. So uh, I'll be thinking more about this bundle as the, the days wind down, which there's, there's about five days left on the thing. Six days. Five by the time you listen to this, most likely. Anyway, if you pay over the average price, of course, there are bonuses. Uh, the bonuses are, it, you know, it's like any other THQ, or excuse me, like any other Humble Bundle, where the bonuses are, are usually pretty good things. Saints Row III is the first of the bonuses, and, and the game was, as far as I can recall, massively popular. They, they spent a bunch of money in 2011 advertising at E3, but beyond that... A lot of people like playing the game, from from what I recall. There there was a lot of crazy things you could do in it. 
you know, basically a, an alternative to, to Grand Theft Auto that a lot of people thought might be better than some of those Grand Theft Auto titles out there. And uh, the, the second pay over the average of $5.60 right now, but the average can go up, of course, title was Titan Quest, which is apparently a game where you kill the, the Greek Titans... I'm assuming, just looking at the box art, I don't know anything about it. And then, of course, you get surround, or, uh, excuse me, soundtracks, not surround soundtracks, um, in both MP3 and FLAC formats, which I believe FLAC is a, a lossless format, so that's that's good, for Saints Row the Third, for some, I think, Darksiders, but I'm not sure because it's a small image, Red Faction Assault, two Company of Heroes games, and if you pay over the average, you get one for... Red Faction, no, Path of War DLC for, for Red Faction Armageddon. There we go. I thought it was another soundtrack, but I was mistaken. Uh, point is, if you like any of those games, you know, paying $5.60 where you can send a portion of it to charity, portion of it to THQ, and a portion of it to the, the people who create these humble bundles and, and work on them, you know, it's it's a nice deal, and if you like any individual one of those titles, it's it's worth it. You get a whole bunch extra. I believe, no, I don't know exactly what the format. Apparently, it gets you the games for Windows through Steam, and so that's that's nice. Uh, I suppose it might not be compatible with Mac, but I don't know that for sure. You'd have to to find out yourself. But uh, if, if you've got a PC gaming rig, you want to play some of these games, you got your computer specs, uh, you can't go wrong with, with humble, bum, uh, humble bundles. And part of the reason why I haven't mentioned them before is because so many people already know about them. I, I might have said one or two things, but just about everybody seems to, to pick up on, on the humble indie bundles. And I think there's been humble music bundles at, at some point. I, I'm surprised we haven't seen a humble movie bundle. That would be pretty interesting. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, the humble bundles in this in this instance, the humble THQ bundle is a, a good way to support charities if you're interested. The the two charities that are optional are Child's Play and the American Red Cross. So both of those, you know, Child's Play does a, a ton of great things for kids. The American Red Cross is like the go-to charity for any type of, of disaster or, or health type thing. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. But the, the thing about the, the Humble Bundles are that uh, before they've been indie games. This time, however... It's THQ, and you might be thinking, well, THQ's a big company, and then on the other side of that, THQ is a company that's, like, on the verge of bankruptcy. So they, they could use some help, and they're, they're practically an indie publisher at this point in time, just because they, they haven't been able to make money. And I'm laughing, but it's, it's really a, a serious matter. Um, some of the fun stuff, apparently, some of the, the highest contributors to the bundle have been people from THQ. So, uh, you know, that does kind of bring up the price of the average, but at the same time, you pay over a dollar, you get all these games, and, you know, to get the Steam keys, it's it's a dollar that's required. But, uh, 
you get you know that's that's a good deal and so you can be critical of the the humble bundle people for selling out and going with a, a non indie group or you can be critical of THQ for trying to to drum up publicity but the fact is you don't have to give any money to THQ if you really think they're that bad you don't have to give any money to the humble bundle people you can just give all the money to charity if you really want to. And I'm not recommending you do that. I'm saying because of the way that these Humble Bundles work, you can choose where your money goes. And that's one of the nice things about them. So if you feel like you're in the Christmas spirit and you want to give yourself a lot of games, you might as well consider the Humble Bundle because when you give yourself a lot of games, you're also giving really three places that could use your money something uh the three places being thq whatever charity you choose and the humble group which has presumably although i haven't seen the numbers presumably created a ton of charitable revenue again presumably so enough about that you know it's a nice thing it'd be nice if more and more companies get involved i of course hope that they they continue to do regular indie bundles to, to bring indie attention. Part of what I haven't liked, and, and another part of the reason why I haven't mentioned the humble indie bundles before, is often people get worked up about some of the, the heavy hitter indie titles. Uh, Limbo is one of them. World of Goo is another one. Uh, people get worked up about those, and a lot of those games, you know, I, I've certainly seen a handful of, of brilliant independent titles made by by brilliant independent people but at the same time some of the the heavy hitter indie games that go along those lines of limbo and uh and whatever that other game i said was i can't even remember it right now uh world of goo there we go some of those games i i just don't get the appeal of and, and so it's kind of a, a back and forth or people overrating something do do I need to, to add more to it? Because I, it goes upon the, the idea that if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. And when it comes to, to a charity-type thing, charitable-type thing, I don't want to say something rude or nasty, even on accident, because charities are nice things. So, yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's, let's move on to issue number two. Well, I guess chapter two of this issue of PB and Jason. You might recall from last week, I decided to purchase a PlayStation Vita. If you don't know what the PlayStation Vita is, I'm surprised you found my podcast. If you do know what the PlayStation Vita is, maybe you can help me out. You see, I bought a PlayStation Vita because it, it I honestly believe that'll be the best PlayStation Vita deal that we'll see in at least a year. It came with two free games, one of them downloadable. Three months access to, to PlayStation Plus, which will include its own free games, including the Uncharted game that I'm not too interested in, and Galaxy Rush, which I might take some time to play, depending on just my future schedule. It came with uh, the downloadable game that I mentioned was PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, and the, the other free game is Assassin's Creed Liberation, which is something I can go and, and resale, resale, on the second-hand market and get some of that money back. And all, all of that was for $180. 
uh, rounded up and and tax wasn't factored and it was on Amazon and in my state I don't have a tax for Amazon uh, and so last week I said you know what would it take you to buy a PlayStation Vita and and one person responded you know it was Julian Julian Titus Titus whatever his name might be and he, he said the the bundle price was excellent but he's he's just not a, a portable gamer he he's most likely not going to buy any type of portable game machine now uh, because he's just had so many games he, he hasn't played on the Game Boy Advance, on the DS, on the PSP, that, that just go to show him that no matter what the price is, he'll, he'll wind up purchasing things he, he never uses. And, and I think that's a, a fair response. Very fair response. As for me, you know, that was the, the, the breaking point, and I, I, the price that it was with all those things was a breaking point. But now that I have a PlayStation Vita, aside from PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, I'm, I, I've got a little bit of buyer's confusion, I suppose you could say. I don't know what else is out there on the PlayStation Vita for me. Does that make sense? Like, what, what should be the next game I actually look into? Uh, obviously, it's not going to be Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, since I have that on the Xbox 360, and I still need to review it. Don't tell Nick I haven't done it yet. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be that, because I already have a copy of it, but that, that would be the next most likely thing if I, I wanted to have a, another title on the Vita. But I, I'm just not sure. Uh, should I try a Persona game, for example? Do people who know me well enough, can they say, maybe you'll like Persona? Uh, I don't know anything about the series, but looking just... I glance at Game FAQs frequently, and yes, I know it's supposed to be called Game Facts, but they're FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions, so I call it the way I want to. Anyway, glancing at Game FAQs... That's the, the one title that pops out at me on the top ten list that I might be most interested in. So uh, maybe maybe somebody can let me know. And I, I've never played the Sly Cooper. Maybe I'll, I'll play the Sly Cooper that's coming out in February. Anyway, I bought the PlayStation Vita because I, I think that's the best deal I'll see in at least a year. Because, again, the, the, the PSP still has the MSRP of $130. Think about that. You know that's that's just fifty dollars less than what I bought the 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 Vita for, and the Vita came with a, a memory card, two games, and the 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 subscription. So you know if you were to look at that individually, you might be able to get a PlayStation Vita with that deal, and sell things from the bundle and have it for cheaper than you would have been able to get a PSP. It's crazy, crazy. So yeah, does does anybody have any? Good, solid recommendations. Real good, solid ones. And I, here's the thing. I don't want to hear that I should get, uh, what's that game that they launched with, that the, the Super Pack came with? Oh, it just looked, looked very bland and, and very much, uh, uh, here's our special features. I can't recall the name of it. But I, I, nobody better recommend that. If, if you do, I'm going to come after you and I'm going to get you. I mean, not literally, but but I'll I'll go after you and, and get you, you know. So there we go. That's that's really all the new stuff to talk about. There's there's not much to say about the Wii U that I didn't cover last week. I mentioned that that uh, Nintendo Land was probably my game of the year title. Uh, it's 
it's most likely between that and, and Kid Icarus, because I, I really like Kid Icarus back when it launched. Uh, definitely worth some time on the 3DS. So, you know, just brushing over that. Uh, I, I got nothing else for this episode. So you know what I do when I've got nothing to talk about on PB and Jason. I, I make up stuff, you know, and, and just have some fun with that. Some of these things that I'm making up, you might see later on on Pixelbit. So you'll you'll have your your eyes open. You'll, you'll be ahead of the game if this happens. Um, for instance, we all know, or if you didn't know, you're about to know that that there's going to be a Kingdom Hearts 1.5 released on the PlayStation 3, at least in Japan, if not somewhere else. It's been announced for Japan. And in Kingdom Hearts 1.5, they're going to release the final mix version of Kingdom Hearts, and then the re-colon Chain of Memories version of Chain of Memories, which was the PS2 kind of remake port with upgraded assets of, of PlayStation 2 quality from the Game Boy Advance version, and then they're going to include cutscenes from 358 over two days. Or 358 over two days, which was the the Nintendo DS uh, Kingdom Hearts title, the the first one. The second one was a re colon blah 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 of a cell phone game. Anyway, here's two things you didn't know. They're gonna follow up the release. This is just a rumor. They're gonna follow up the release of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 with Kingdom Hearts 1.52. And I, I know you're thinking, why not Kingdom Hearts 2.5? That doesn't make any sense. Come on. Kingdom Hearts 1.52 is going to contain Kingdom Hearts 2. It's going to contain the, the at least cutscenes of, of Kingdom Hearts re-colon-coded. It's going to contain Birth by Sleep, a, a port of it, up to, like, PS3 levels from the PSP. And uh, the thing about Kingdom Hearts 1.52... And Kingdom Hearts 1.5, uh, of course, the Kingdom Hearts 2 mentioned will be the final mix, and the the Birth by Sleep will be the final mix also, or whatever the, the Ultimate Edition is there. I think it was Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix Plus. Anyway, long, convoluted titles. There's... Uh, the other part of this rumor is that Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't in development. Instead, Kingdom Hearts 4 is. Uh, apparently, Nomura, who is the, 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 the Japanese like lead of, of the whole Kingdom Hearts project, has it's rumored that Kingdom Hearts 3 happened in pieces of Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days, Kingdom Hearts re-colon-coded, or just Kingdom Hearts coded if you're on the cell phone, birth by sleep, all that sort of stuff. And so if you have a PlayStation 3 with a game save of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and a, a PlayStation 3 that also has a... Uh, and, and you have a game save of, of Kingdom Hearts 1.52, uh, when you access... When, when you put in the disc of Kingdom Hearts 1.5... You're going to be able to, to see which parts of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 are actually a part of Kingdom Hearts 3. And then uh, the same goes, as long as you complete everything in Kingdom Hearts 1.52, you're going to be able to see which parts of that are Kingdom Hearts 3. And 
in the end, after you've completed everything, you've watched both videos and, and maybe play a, a small side mission they added into each part after you've done all that, you're going to get a cutscene that theoretically is probably happening in Kingdom Hearts 4, but nobody knows for sure. Sounds about par for the course for the Kingdom Hearts franchise, right? Like, that's 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 believable. Uh, next up is the, the the Dead Island Riptide Game of the Year edition has has been announced. It's going to come out in February next year, uh, ahead of the release of the actual normal edition of, of Dead Island Riptide. Because... You know, if the last Dead Island was Game of the Year, even though nobody said so, of course Dead Island Riptide is going to also be Game of the Year. So so why even wait to do it? Just release a Game of the Year version, right? Yeah. That one's fun. And then uh, the last the last kind of what I'm ending PB and Jason on, I know it's a short one, but I, I'm still not at 100%. Uh, our, our different... Animal, well, see, first I was trying to think if Animal Crossing had a crossover, who would be crossing over into Animal Crossing? And my my idea, you know, maybe a, get a third party in there, maybe do like Cabela's, you know, Animal Crossing crosses Cabela's, something, something crazy like that where you, you wind up hunting the animals in Animal Crossing. You can give that tangerine cat back for all the orangeness she adds to the game yeah so but then i thought you know that's that's kind of gruesome and you know i thought if i'm gonna be gruesome i might as well be gruesome in my own animal crossing sort of way so i thought of of some spin-offs and uh my my favorite one is is probably uh animal crossing or no csi Animal Crossing City Folk. And I know you're thinking, CSI, that's that TV show with, with CSI Las Vegas, CSI Miami. Basically, there's there's 20 different versions of the CSI show. So I'm thinking, why not bring it on to, to one of the most famous cities in the video game world, which is the, the Animal Crossing City. You know, Animal Crossing City Folk. Sold a ton of copies. It's in the Nintendo Selects line. You can get it for 20 bucks. Um... Basically, you you play a crime scene iguana. You, you get it, CSI iguana, right? And uh, you know you you investigate some of the the most ruthless and and crazy murders that have happened inside the town of you know just the town in Animal Crossing. I don't know if the town has a name or if you get to name it. I can't recall. But you know maybe somebody gets an emotion of like they they go to learn a new emotion at the the theater i believe is is how it works in animal crossing city folk and that emotion leaves them so shocked that they die and so you've got to solve the the mystery of how the theater is is causing people to die by sheer emotion do you get it or expression yeah Things like that. It's a work in progress. It's it's a work in progress. The, the next one makes a lot of sense. It's Monopoly Tom Nook Edition. And it's a, a game where nobody, you know, it's a, it's a board game, you know. Maybe it's an electronic board game. You play it on the Wii U, on the 3DS, on whatever. 
But Tom Nook owns every property. Hands down. You can't you can't buy any of them. The most you can do is hope to play Rent. And uh, you, you just play the game until you're exhausted with it. And, and each time you think you might just be breaking even, there will be a new charitable cause to give money to that will guilt you away from it at the hopes of maybe getting, like, one small new item to decorate your little token piece with. The, the dangerous part of the, the Monopoly Tom Nook edition is whenever he gets hotels, because they need their roofs painted all sorts of different colors. Uh, you have to add all sorts of rooms. Usually you have to add in a basement. You're going to need arcade machines. You're going to need to style each and every room, and Tom Nook's not going to pay for that. You are. <laughs> yeah. Kind of kind of captures the evil side of Tom Nook there. The third one is one where you play as Crazy Red. Crazy Red, if you don't know, he's a fox in the game who, who runs a black market that comes to town every once in a while and, and gives you a chance to buy rare items that... Maybe they're not legit. Uh, it basically, every once in a while, there there will be a rare item in, in Tom Nook's shop, and it'll cost a, a ton of money, I believe. But uh, it's definitely the rare item you expect, and it's it's extremely rare. It might be like a masterpiece of a painting. Uh, it, it rarely ever happens. At, at Crazy Red, there's almost a 100% chance you're going to see one of those rare objects, but chances are, still, it's going to be a fake, a phony, a counterfeit of some sort. That said, this game has you play the role of Crazy Red, dealing life on the black market, uh, dealing with counterfeit goods, evading the police, uh, managing selling things back and forth, fencing objects for, for various thieves, Things like that, you know, basically live the life of a, of a bandit. And maybe, maybe if you, you get good, you'll unlock the, the minigame where you as Crazy Red actually take the time to try to reproduce a, a, a famous piece of art, you know, famous painting or, or something. And that way you can pass it off as the original for quite a bit of money. You see? It makes sense. It makes sense. So, again, like I said, I got nothing. The, the only thing I have to say is that it's, it's still shocking to me that there hasn't been another Ice Climbers game revealed at this point in time. I would have expected it. You know, you can just, just make it a lot like Metroid, but with people who have hammers and they climb ice. It's, it's that simple. They, maybe they don't turn into morph balls. And, and it's two-player. Perfect title. Right there. You got it. Right, uh, Super Metroid, when I say Metroid, not the first one. Even though the first one has a lot of the, the stuff that's in Super Metroid, Super Metroid refined it a lot more. Needs to happen. That's all I can say. Needs to happen. They have hammers. Parkas. Anyway, I'm going to cut it short here with PB&J's issue number 109. Special thanks to Catherine Tidy and everybody at Pixelbit. I uh, hope you enjoyed the issue. Tune in next Wednesday. I know this one was a day late. Tune in next Wednesday for another issue of PB and Jason. Hooray and goodbye. <laughs>